Welcome back to the National Links Trust Podcast. I'm Claude Jennings, telling the stories, sharing the history, and emphasizing the importance of municipal golf courses in the diverse communities in which they reside. My co-host, Michael Kornheiser, had a chance to sit down with Michael McCartan of McCartan Golf Design, giving us a progress report on the renovations at East Potomac, Rock Creek Park, and Langston Golf Course. Here it is. It has been a long summer, but we are back with the architect himself. This is the National Links Trust podcast, and we are joined by Mike McCartan. I was really going for like a good Dr. McKenzie thing there with the intro, but I, I think I fell just a little short. It's good to be back and good to hear your voice. It's been a little while since we last connected. Yeah. So we we are hoping to eventually hear an update, you know, just where National Links is in terms of some big changes that are coming to the courses. But by way of getting there, what has this been like for you over the last couple months is, you know, you've continued to get the attention. If we've been down to the golf courses, the golf courses, the tee sheet is filled. You're seeing just the full spectrum of players. So, so how does this make you feel? What are you going through? Yeah, I mean, it's a little surreal and, you know, falls in the dream coming true category for sure. Um, I don't think there's any way to actually envision being part of a project like this when I was writing my thesis. So uh, to me, it felt like just trying to... Um, you know, talk about things I was passionate about and use a course um, that I was really familiar with and that was close to my heart as a as a way to talk about accessibility and affordability and its intersection with golf course architecture. Um, and the fact that you don't, there's nothing stopping a really great golf course um, from also being affordable. And, um, you know, architecture and affordability can go together. And, um, and it, to, to actually have that coming, and it was more of just a way to, you know, explain, you know, general ideas, um, but using a place that, that mattered a lot to me as the canvas for it, but to actually now be in the position to implement some of those ideas and, and work with um, great architects like Tom Doak and Gil Hans and Bo Welling on you know, what will actually happen at each of these three golf courses is, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So I've had the chance. I, I am once again coaching a high school that brings me down to East Potomac. And if you spend any time by the starters area, by the picnic benches, and you just see the golfers that are heading out to the blue course, to the white course, you see beginning golfers going out to the red. It's, it just, it makes you so excited to see about the direction of, of this particular property of, of the mission of the National Links Trust and really just about the game of golf as we look at where we spend so much time on our own, just just really seeing people enjoy this space together. So, you know, I've been amazed in, in my own small way. I'm driving my, we used to call them the, you know, the toaster vans, the, the short buses. And I, and I see the head, you know, the, to see the head covers, to see the hats and just to see the excitement of people have going back there. So, that's all very positive. How, how are you personally, because you do embody this role as, as architect, how are you dealing with the, the friends and the, the contacts who are now coming, in, coming into your saying, hey, so I, I hear there's some changes coming down to the course. You know that, uh, that corner of the property be, would be a perfect <laughs> place for a, you know, a modified Alps hole or like a reverse Redan. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's funny. I would say that, um, you know, the biggest question we get is mostly, instead of exactly what are you going to do, uh, it does seem to be a fair amount of trust that, you know, we have the right ideas in mind, which is great. Um, and we appreciate that trust, but definitely the, the most pressing question that, that comes to us is when, when are these things going to happen? Um, 
which is which is you know as a as a person and as a team of people for NLT who are going through this process for the first time you know these courses are owned by the National Park Service and um, you know everything we do is kind of in collaboration with them as as really the owners of the property it's unclear to me exactly how to answer those questions because we we have to experience it for ourselves before we can with some certainty start talking about uh, actual timelines. So I'd say that's that's kind of the, the direction most uh, places go. I mean, I, I feel like, um, you know, there are, there's a subset of golf architecture nerds out there who are really excited by the Walter Travis reversible course, um, or just by the idea of um, Gil Hance and Doak and Welling being involved in, um, in these projects and what that means for the quality of public golf in the city. Um, but I do think that 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 is kind of a level beyond, you know, the your, your um, you know, the average question I get where it, it's more of an urgency around let's make these places um, as nice as they should be, given the amount of community dedication to them. So, so to follow up on on what some of these friends are asking, what can you tell us? You're dropping a lot of names that are that are big names. <laughs> in in the golfing world and obviously in the architecture world but you know what can you tell us if you can give us anything about you know plans that are now yeah. public timeline right so we we've done a lot in the past um year you know we took over on october 1st and um you know we've kind of got two different paths um forward we have um implementing uh, things that can happen in the very short term and that kind of runs the spectrum for, to you know from Things like fixing the car pads at East Potomac and Langston to, um, you know, getting new driving range mats and driving range balls and, um, you know, then into our community partnerships with the First Tee and Golf My Future My Game. And we just started a caddy program at Langston. Um, You know, those are the types of things that we've been able to launch, you know, right off the bat and, and, you know, going to continue to grow um, as time goes on. Um, but then there's the the level of things which relate to kind of the uh, addressing deferred maintenance at the golf courses. And that's kind of a coded, um, you know, uh, way of saying that you know, we kind of have to address um, through renovation kind of every last square inch of all of the properties. And um, so we're making, while it's not visible, we're making a ton of progress in the background, working with the park service to um, get total alignment about our vision and and how we're going to um to implement it which then kicks off a series of um planning and permitting processes which uh take some time to play out because it involves um environmental assessments and um and historic preservation compliance and a whole bunch of things that really aren't that sexy in terms of talking about the uh, you know, the details of the project, but they're extremely uh, relevant and necessary for us to, to get through in order to do the right thing, um, you know, by the, the golf courses and by the park service, which, which controls them. So if you just take an hour and a half and drive from, you know, basically the first tee at these three properties, you're going to just very different places in terms of geography you know relationship to if you go down to east potomac relationship to the water level uh environmental surrounds that you might have at langston and, and just even the sort of wooded parklands that you have up in rock creek are any of these three properties becoming more problematic or, or problematic in different ways than you would have first uh, imagined 
Not necessarily, though we're learning a little bit more about what's actually involved in the process with the Park Service. So I think in terms of things that impact our timeline, um, we've always looked at this as a, a series of phases where we're going to try and keep as much of the public golf in D.C. accessible at any given time. So we're going to kind of roll through projects um, over time at each of the three courses. Um, we have, um, we've always targeted Rock Creek and Langston as kind of the first, uh, places that we do work that, um, comes from two different, uh, you know, two sets of reasons. The first reason is that, you know, from a business perspective, they, um, you know, don't do as well as East Potomac and there's, you know, a bunch of reasons, uh, for that, but mostly, you know, they're not as big of an operation, um, you know, as, as East Potomac and the East Potomac driving range is, is yeah. probably the best performing business unit of the, of the three. So if we keep East Potomac running, we can ensure the health financially of National Links Trust as we take on these other projects. Um, now, so that's kind of, that's number one. Um, and, and number two is we think, you know, we have, um, you know, a, amazing opportunities at both Rock Creek and Langston to, you know, um, improve on the current offerings at, at both places in a way that East Potomac has, as you know, you already mentioned, has kind of that intro part three course, the, um, you know, the white course, which is a little longer executive length and blue course. There's a way for golfers to progress from the driving range all the way through regulation length course. And those things don't quite, the facilities at, at um, Langston and Rock Creek don't quite you know, um, meet that same level of, um, you know, full service as, as East Potomac does. So we think that we can, um, you know, bring in elements of that to each of those two properties and, and that uh, will, you know, um, really make for a, a great and well-rounded set of, of golf courses in, in DC. So, um, you know, our, our approach to this has been basically to try and move the Rock Creek and Langston permitting um, forward uh, as fast as we can and let the process play out at both of them so that whichever one gets, you know, final approval first would be the first one to start. So that, I mean, that's where we are right now. We are um, submitting our plans for, um, you know, the, the clubhouse driving range and golf course renovation at Rock Creek, as well as the driving range um, structure and slash halfway house and clubhouse at uh, at Langston, along with the renovation of the golf course there, and whichever whichever course uh, makes it to the end first um, is where we're we're going to start. And um, that might seem like a, a a weird thing, given that we're working with the Park Service on on all of them. But the fact is, each of these golf courses are actually in a different uh, park within the National Park Service, and so we're dealing with different people within each one. And they're all great. They are all very um, you know, enthusiastic about what we're doing, but they, they tend to move at, at different speeds and, um, we just don't know what to expect. So we want to, we want to make sure we have something ready to go as fast as possible. So I sort of wanted to zero in on Rock Creek, just considering that this has a chance as we're looking at this, this race that's, you know, hopefully coming down to the finish line. You look at you, the huge full spectrum of offerings at East Potomac from your driving range to, you know, a, a number of putting greens that can give you that space to round out a practice area that offers a very good price point to get into practicing and playing golf if you're complementing around on the red course as a beginner or, you know, going through the, the white or, or coming off of a practice area. So you look at Rock Creek, you're not making this an 18 hole, you know, what we'd consider a full 18 hole course, correct? Yeah, there's, there's not enough space on the property to have a, a full 18 hole course, uh, even if we wanted that. So, 
Um, you know, the, the idea instead is, um, and part of the reason for that uh, is that three of the original holes on the golf course that was designed in 1926 uh, were, were cut off by the construction of military roads. So what was already a fairly small property became even smaller. And, and there's just not a way to get 18 full length holes out there. So, you know, our goal is to take that original design, carve out nine holes from it, um, and then use the remaining space to build a driving range and a par three course. You know, I have two young boys. Uh, golf is obviously something that's uh, very big in my life. It's been very big in my relationship with my father. I actually had my first round of golf on the front nine Rock Creek golf course back in like 1997 or so. Uh, so, you know, I, as a golfer, I see this and I, and I see the, the, the value of adding those types of routings to this. Has, has there been any pushback from the golfing public that says, no, when I play golf, I want to hit a large bucket and then I want to go play 18 holes. Cause that's how I define golf. Yeah. I mean, we've heard a little bit of, um, of feedback about wanting to maintain 18 holes and, you know, in a way we are maintaining 18 holes. We are having, you know, nine full length holes and then part three holes. I think most of the people are very familiar with the property actually kind of understand the, the cramped nature of, of the property out there. And also the fact that the course wasn't quite a full length 18 hole course, you know, uh, even before uh, the, the back nine was closed uh, several years ago. Um, and, and so I think there was already uh, the, the starting point was never a full length 18 hole course. I think there are people who are a little, um, you know, have some trepidation about nine holes. Um, and you know, the two courses, the, instead of it being 18 contiguous holes being nine full length and nine par threes. And I think what, what it comes down to is a lot of what guides our decision-making for Rock Creek, um, revolves around, um, the historic preservation elements of, of working with the park service. And so in order to, um, in order to get to the best outcome out there, one of the elements that, you know, we are um, both excited about and want to be sensitive to is that original design by William Flynn, who was one of the famous golden age architects in golf. And, and there's really no way to, to square the two things of restoring the original course and maintaining the contiguous 18 holes that are currently out there. And that's not even getting into the problems with maintaining the holes on the back nine that have been overgrown by trees for so long, that it's hard and, to and grass. You get to avoid the entire debate of restoration versus renovation. And, you know, well, this is the, the design for this bunker to be here. We're now going right. to punt it forward 20 yards. Uh, so I know there's been a lot of, you know, a lot, particularly on your social channels around the rebranding as we look at, you know, the new you know, really the new iconic imagery that came out of, you know, East, uh, East Potomac Park golf links. We saw this at Rock Creek and most recently, you know, as ways, uh, as a way to get back into Langston, what was the process like as you guys looked into the history of a course like Langston and sort of opened up this, this naming and branding opportunity? Yeah. So it was a really um, great exercise to go through coming up with uh, logos for each of the three courses, right, right off the bat. Um, we started work with Sugarloaf Social Club on the uh, the logos at at Rock Creek in East Potomac, um, and you know I, just to quickly summarize that before getting over to Langston, um, you know we we want each logo to reflect what's special about um, 
you know, each park that the golf courses reside in and the golf course itself. So Rock Creek's uh, logo is wood thrush. You know, it's the um, Rock Creek is a, is kind of a central birding area, um, you know, for, uh, for locals and, and it serves an important purpose, you know, um, from an environmental perspective as kind of an oasis of greenery um, within the city as birds migrate north. So it's a great place for, you know, hosting that, that bird population um, and the birders that go with it. And, you know, at East Potomac, it's obviously um, close to the monumental core. You know, it's part of the monumental core of the city. And so, it, you know, the, the clubhouse with its columns and the Washington Monument in the background was kind of a perfect way to evoke that feeling. And so bringing us to Langston, you know, we, we wanted to, um, we wanted the logo to reflect its, uh, the course's history and which, you know, I, I, we could spend a lot of time on. Um, but as, as one of the, you know, most prominent, um, spaces for, for black golf, um, history in, in the United States, there's, you know, we, we just wanted to make sure that what we, um, you know, what the logo uh, ended up being was something that was representative and celebrated uh, that history. Um, we started with a, a um, an open competition to uh, submit uh, designs for, um, for logos for, uh, for Langston. And we got close to 50 submissions, um, all of which were, you know, were really great. We had a, a panel of um, of, of people that kind of represented uh, like kind of the constituents of, of the golf course, as well as people from National Links Trust. We had um, members of uh, the, the Royal Golf Club and the Wake Robin Golf Clubs um, on our panel kind of reviewing these, these logos. And as we got through them, you know, we realized that um, that, that we were missing something um, from, from uh, th there wasn't enough connection to the history of the course in the submissions that we got. And um, there was an idea that the, you know, amongst the group that the Royal and Wake Robin logos themselves might be good starting points for, um, you know, for something that could really, you know, could have a real uh, meaningful uh, story behind it as, as a logo for Langston. And, um, and, and so we asked Sherlock to come in and, and take those two logos and, and, and put them together, um, starting with the, the Wake Robin flower, um, and the Royal crown, which are two, uh, kind of elements of, of each of those golf clubs, um, origin stories. And that's, that's where the logo, uh, you know, ended up coming from. So um, it was it was a little bit of a circuitous, circuitous route um, and something that you know was really born out of that competition. It, it really kind of forced us to to get together with all of the stakeholders for Langston and say, well, what do we really want this logo to be? And um, and you know, with direction um, from all of those uh, individuals, we ended up with something that I think is really great. Yeah, and in this small story, you look at what the last year has been. And, you know, as soon as you guys took over the operation, you, you got that bit and then and and started, uh, and you start looking at this as a hinge point where you can, um, you know, look forward and and actually zoom in on some of these stories from the histories of these again three very very important golf courses and make sure that these stories are not lost, but but you know actually highlighted and shared to the general public because those are particularly with the branding right there. That's something that you know most of us DC area golfers did not know about. So to the actual golf course itself, this is a different piece than Rock Creek. It doesn't have some of the same, you know, logistical issues that you might with down at East Potomac Park. So so what's 
going on there with the planning and, and how you guys see that moving forward? Right. So as with Rock Creek, you know, we're looking at the entire property from a renovation perspective, but we have, we've targeted one particular element of the property as the first thing we'd like to do out at Langston. And that's the, the driving range. Um, right now it feels like kind of a separate space from the rest of the golf course. It's, it's, um, you know, not near to the clubhouse. It's, it's not, um, even visible from the clubhouse. Um, and so when you're out at the range, you're at a different place than, you know, when, when you're at the clubhouse and there's not necessarily anything wrong with it, but there's really no service offered at the range. It's, it's a self-service place. And, um, and again, there's nothing terribly wrong with that right now. It's, it's actually really nice to just be able to pull up and, and buy balls and, um, and do that and, and leave, but it's, it's not really very well integrated with, you know, anything else that's going on out at, at the site. So our idea there is to construct a driving range structure and, and a, a halfway house um, out there. So it can both serve golfers making the turn from nine to 10 as a you know, place to, to buy food or get a drink, um, as well as provide those same you know, food and beverage options to people at the driving range. And we've, we've got a preliminary design from, from a local architect in place that we think is really cool. And um, we're in the process of, of um, getting National Park Service feedback uh, on, the, on the structure and moving that through the, the permitting um, you know, uh, process. So it's, it's very exciting. We think it could be you know, um, a really excellent addition to, to Langston um, as a property and a really good first step towards the, you know, uh, renovation of the golf course itself and the clubhouse. So we're looking forward, maybe early 2022 or, or even beyond into the spring next year. I wish I could give an exact, um, you know, set of dates. I, I can tell you what we know right now. We're, we're kind of at the start of a process that will kick off with a public comment period. This, by the way, this process goes just as much for Rock Creek as it does for Langston. Um, but yeah, we'll, the first step will be to have a public comment period. Then we'll have formal environmental assessments and historic preservation reviews. Um, there's the Capital Fine Arts Commission review. There are a lot of people whose you know eyes need to uh, get on our projects and give their approval. That process, luckily, is um, limited to a six-month process. So we know that once we have the public comment meetings that within six months, we'll have a, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down decision about, you know, about these projects. And that would then kick off our ability to actually, you know, start construction. So well, the timing of that even at least six months away. Right. But <laughs> even that timing, you might, you might still be able to take advantage of that late spring 2022. And it sounds like, oh, yeah. it sounds like just yeah. another great meeting spot where you can, you know, tell stories about triumphs on the golf courses or just lament another, you know, another close loss. Yeah. I mean, and so what's really great about that spot is it's right on um, Kingman Lake and the Anacostia River. So if you're at the driving range, um, you, you know, and, and grabbing a bite to eat, we've kind of, in our design, we have a little second floor area where you'll have a, a long view over the river and the main body of the, of the Langston course. Um, and I think it can be pretty spectacular and just a great place to go and have a bite and, and, a, and a beer hit balls, you know, and, and, and enjoy that area. And, and again, I think it builds that connection between the range space and the rest of the golf course in a really nice way. Yeah. So uh, 
I mean, that sounds wonderful. And again, just creates another, you know, another sticky interaction with the golf course. It's not just getting out of your car, hit balls, run out of balls, you know, go putt and head out. It's, it's getting yeah. into return. It's, it's bringing more and more, you know, new faces and, and new bodies out to go experience that. Anything you guys want to share in terms of some of the golf course upgrades that we're seeing right now? I feel like I'm seeing some around the, uh, around the Instagram. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the big things that we are, are trying to do, you know, at, at East Potomac, for example, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do things that will uh, facilitate play during, you know, uh, you know, rain periods and, and things where traditionally, for example, like carts or even, you know, walking golf is prohibited because the course is too wet. So we're addressing drainage, we're addressing cart paths and things that just allow for golf in inclement weather better than we have been able to in the past. Um, we have a, we have a big project that we've been waiting to get the approval from the park service for a long time to clear out, um, the invasive species along, uh, vegetation, you know, vines and, um, trees that basically don't contribute to the, uh, ecology, uh, in the area and replace that vegetation with, with native vegetation which would open up some views of, of the river out at Langston um, that currently should exist because, you know, all along the front and back nines, you're basically, you know, 20 yards from these great river views, but can't see anything. Um, and, and a lot of the stuff that's in the way really, you know, nobody wants to be there because it's, it, it doesn't belong. So um, we're working with the Anacostia Watershed Society on that project. And it's been in front of the park service for going on 11 months now. And, uh, and, and we're waiting on a permit to, to get that work uh, kicked off, but that's going to have a huge visual impact out there um, that we're really excited to see. Um, kind of in combination with that, we're doing some volunteer work out at uh, all three courses to take inventory of the vegetation um, that we're starting with, um, because it's important to be able to show that you know the work we're going to do is going to have a positive impact uh, on the environment. We're going to be introducing, well, first of all, getting rid of the non-native species, um, but then replacing it with uh, vegetation that really does contribute to the uh, you know local ecology, like. Um, uh, you know, a pollinator uh, habitat and, um, you know, bird habitat and, and native grasses and things that will, you know, give the courses a sense of place from a golfer's perspective, but also make them better places for um, wildlife. Well, this has all been wonderful to hear. I mean, I, I'm super excited by all the updates that I, that I see on, that I see on Instagram, that I hear from friends who are going out to these properties. Again, I am just totally thrilled when I see, you know, it's, it's the, you see the NLT logos you're walking around. I, again, I, I drove the the short bus down and I saw the head covers and I'm, I'm very excited about the direction of this. It's again, it's a bit after having talked to you for years, it's to hear about the very everyday <laughs> normal, you know, hiccups that come along any sort of renovation yeah. from if you're trying to upgrade, you know, a couple of bathrooms at your own house to these huge, you know, systematic changes at a golf course. It's, it is a, a big undertaking. So thank you for taking the time to share some of this with us. If there's anything else you want to share, please come on whenever. This is uh, this is always a lot of fun. And notice we didn't even go into some of the big names. Yeah. I mean, there's so much going on that I feel like we could do this and we'd love to do this uh, a lot more often. Keep everybody uh, in the loop about, you know, the sometimes boring, but very necessary things that, you know, 
uh, will eventually lead us to you know, these renovation projects. Well, maybe next time we can get more of the specific, uh, you know, specific questions about that reverse for Dan that we're still angling for down at, the, uh, <laughs> down at that, the, the corner that we're talking about at East Potomac that's always flooded. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Walter Travis has a uh, reverse for Dan design more or less as part of, it's basically the, from the current um, fifth tee to the current third green. Um, and you can go out there and envision it for yourself. But uh, that's pretty close to what you're looking for, I think. So it'll be there eventually. I've done my reading. All right. Thanks so much, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. All right. Thanks to both Michael Kornheiser, my co-host, and Michael McCartan of McCartan Golf Design. For more information on all the work happening uh, at National Links Trust, just go to nationallinkstrust.com. For my co-host, Michael Kornheiser, I'm Claude Jennings. Until next time, thanks for listening to the National Links Trust Podcast. Thank you.